Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Smash that subscribe button, share it, tell a friend, rate it. Go visit the website, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Obviously, uh, I think some some people, if not most people, are, are involved or know about my new venture. I'm going to be, uh, I'm in the process of starting a social media management and social media marketing firm. Um, so... We talk a little bit about that. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up so when somebody says, hey, what's going on? You kind of know. Want to catch you up to speed. Um, no longer at the nerds. All for good things. Love them. They love me. Love the shit out of them. Um, and they sponsored the podcast for a long time. How can I not love them? Your IT company. Um, but like I said, smash that subscribe button. Go check out the website, brutallyhonestpodcast.com, where you can check out the new company, baronmediagroup.com. Um you can sign up for the newsletter, all that good jazz. Um, going to be working on some new giveaways in the near future. Uh, I haven't, I know I haven't brought that up in a little while. However, been majorly busy building the studio, um, getting the place ready and stuff like that, and having and setting up new podcasts to get people in. Don't want you guys to think I forgot about you. I promise I didn't. And that's pretty much it. No real sponsors uh, other than Baron Media Group, which is my company, so it's a shameless plug. Um, but going to be doing some social media management and help companies uh, strive and hit their new goals um, with social media management and social media marketing. So that's pretty much it, guys. Obviously, check out the uh, the podcast on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you want to support it, go to Patreon. Jump on there. You can uh, donate, I think, a dollar or something like that per episode if that's what you're into. But uh, I don't want to hold up the show too long because Josh Kreitzman is the man uh, had a blast. We did cover a little bit about business. We cover a lot about different controversial topics um, and some a little bit of gruesome topics. I just want to give everybody a heads up. I had a blast. Josh is a very, very good friend of mine. Um, I know I always say like this is one of my favorites, but like I have a lot of favorite shows. I have a lot of favorite people. I have a lot of really good people. I've been blessed with outrageously nice people and good people in my life. And I am unbelievably fortunate and grateful um, for for having that. So, uh, without any further ado, please welcome my friend Josh Kreitzman. Figuratively, it's a tuxedo. Literally, would be an actual tuxedo. I know. This would be a, <laughs> this would be a comfy ass tuxedo, though. What is that made of? Uh, cloth. Yes. No. Of course. But what type? Do you know? Is Fibrous it like, material. It's nice. Is it no one of those idea. like wick away? Yeah, I think so. Could you imagine the wick away tuxedo? That would be awesome. See, it's a game changer. You want to know who would buy that? First customer in line. Me. Second customer in line? You? No. <laughs> or third customer in line? Uh, James Bond. James Bond would need a wick away tuxedo? Hell yeah, why not? That guy doesn't sweat at all. Weirdly enough, but what if he's going swimming? You know, it'll dry faster. Oh, or he could just, true. you know, if he's... From the ocean when he does like the, they do the thing where they flop their hair over and it like mess magically and the next scene becomes dry. Yes, yes. But now their whole, now they would have a reason for their whole suit to be dry. But... But Daniel Craig doesn't look like he sweats at all. 
that motherfucker. I know. I sweat like I can just like get out of bed and I start sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I, like put a foot on the ground. I, and I'm I like, feel you, brother. I feel you. Especially in the summertime. <laughs> oh god. Summertime is bad. Humidity is not a fluffy dude's best friend. <laughs> like it's it's bad. Like it's just like oh, turn the air conditioning off. It's like why is it so? Oh, I need a I need a sweatband or something. I need a baseball cap. Give me a mop. Yes, I yes. need to wring myself out. It's like hey, what are we doing in 15 minutes? Great, I'm gonna shower for the third time today. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I make a mistake and I'll wear sweatpants to bed, and oh and because I'll be I'll be like comfortable so i just go to bed and then i wake up and i'm like oh sweatpants was a total big mistake <laughs> and i'm like i have to shower like six times now oh my lord god lord knows what type of petri dish thing is going on Ugh. yeah pretty nasty yeah i yeah. totally know what you're talking about no it's not not even a little comfy though Med- wick away sweatpants see that's now we're talking now well, we're I feel getting like nike there. would already have something like that but they def- we definitely need the wick away tuxedo because everybody yes. sits at the wedding, and you're at the wedding, and you're just you're just pl- plotting, you know? Yes. And it's just literally dripping down your face, and because you shaved, you don't want to, like, rub your face oh, because it hurts. Yeah. yeah. And then you look like a jackass because you're, like, sitting there, and the sweat's pouring into your <laughs> collar, and it's like, you want to, like, move the collar away from your neck, but it's, like, too tight. It's, yeah. And then the tie, and you're so super uncomfortable. I think it just... Do you think people that have weddings know that this happens? See, I think that if I were to get married again, which I won't because my wife's awesome and I don't think I'd ever find anyone as awesome as her. Aww. But if we were to get married again, we would do like the jeans wedding, you know, where everybody just like wears jeans and a shirt and a jacket yeah. and just hangs out. And, yeah. and that's it. Totally I informal. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I mean, if I ever get married, because millennials don't really believe in marriage. Um <laughs> You know, that's obviously because... Oh, how's the book going? My book? Yeah. Not so good. Oh. I've been like really busy doing other stuff oh. as starting my own company. Um, we can say that. But oh, uh, we can say that. Yeah, okay. we can say that. And like building this. You, you built know? that You built that surfboard? No, I built this wall. Oh. And half of that wall and that little room. Why and, only half of the wall? Because the other half was already there. Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you know. But you didn't put the bite mark in that surfboard? No. Oh. I would imagine that would hurt your teeth. Yes. That comes that way, I'm assuming. It does. Okay. But it would be even cooler if they found sharks that would bite it. You know, it reminds me, remember those like kids' toys that you get the pieces and they kind of like fit together, but they don't really fit together well, and they're made of wood, and they, it's like oh, this yes. is a triangle, and like it yes. fits in in pieces, but there's always like a space there to like pinch your fingers on. Yes. That's what the bite in the surfboard reminds me of. It also looks like a big blunt. Somebody took a big bite out of a blunt. Out of a blunt? Yeah, like a cigar. Oh, uh, that'd be a very big cigar. Yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. I don't know anybody that bites cigars either. Well, why would you bite a cigar? That's, I don't know. This is... This is a weird conversation. (laughs) Let's go back to what we were talking about before. Wick away tuxedos. (laughs) Um, But long time no seen, brother. How are you? Uh, everything's I'm doing well. good. Thank Work's God everything's good. well. Yeah. yeah. Work is great. Economy's good. Businesses are good. Economy's good. Business is good. You know, people are happy. I'm happy. It's really hard uh, for me to accept that because um, I'm doing a whole new method of work where I am not, not that I'm not working hard. It's just that I'm choosing when I'm working. Mm. So it's really different for me because in my mindset and, you know, the people I work with, which are my my father and my uncle and my mother and people that are in my office, they're of the accounting mindset that's like, if you work, you got to work 8 a.m. to 
10 p.m. and otherwise you're not doing work. And I'm that makes oh, no sense. Well, the that's like the old way of thinking, right? That's mm-hmm. the old way of you know the mindset of you work hard, you get paid, then you get to take your days off. And but the truth is, because you work so hard. You never get to take your days off because you're always working. Yes. So I'm trying to learn the different mindset of I work when I'm ready to work and I'm good to go. And I'm much better when I choose the time to work. Yeah. And you pick your most right. And, and, and if I'm not feeling it, then I have every right to like be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this work that I'm not feeling right now, but I'm going to go do other work that's going to make me a better CPA. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm not working. It just means I'm not working Hard office. nine, you know, to twelve p.m. a.m. Whatever. Yeah, I could get up at ten a.m. and do work then, and work till seven p.m. What? Are, why are there rules? Who made yeah. up these rules? Yeah. So it's like a mindset thing that I'm trying to like play around with, mm-hmm. and it's really tough for me because I'm surrounded by people that don't really yeah. subscribe to it, and so they look at me like, "Well, why can't you just be here?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm just not productive that way. I'm just not. Yeah, it's not I'm how not, I'm productive. Yeah, yeah it's." We live in a very weird time where, you know, we have we have people that are realizing that they're not working as optimally as they could, like yourself, at certain hours of the day. If I woke up at 7 a.m. and said, hey, Josh, start doing these fucking numbers, like, that might not be your optimal time to start working with numbers. Right. And sometimes yeah. I'm not, sometimes I'm good at 7 a.m. Like, yeah. sometimes I pop out of bed and I'm like, boom, I'm ready to go. I can sit down at a computer, 7 o'clock, get me, get me the things I need to do from like 7 to 10. I'll Hammer. just bang it out, get it done. I'm like 10, 10, 30. I'm like, ah, feels awesome. Why can't every day be this way? But the truth is not every day is like that. So, no. you know, sometimes I wake up at, you know, 7.30 and I feel like shit. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm just going to eat breakfast and maybe just read something and maybe Relax, I'll check yeah. my email later and, you know, just kind of do some more, you know, do some work on me, mm-hmm. you know, do some more, you know, maybe I'll write a little bit, yeah, maybe I'll listen mind. to some music and then, you know, around 10, 30, 11, I'll just be like, you know what, I, I could really sit down and do this reading work that, so like clients give me stuff to read, they give me stuff to, to look at, so, sometimes I'm not in the mood to read it, you know, yeah. at the moment they want me to read it, so I can start reading it and, you know, I'm reading contracts or I'm reading a bank line of credit uh, statement, I'm just like, you know, the the, the agreements and I'm looking, I'm like, oh God, oh, forget yeah. it, I don't want to read this, of this course. is boring as hell, so, but, you know, those are the times that I'll say, okay, now is the time that I want to read that, mm-hmm. and I just think, I'm trying to buck the rules, you know, the rules trend of, yo, you work from nine to five and that's when it is. And, and I'm like, who the fuck says that? Who says that? Who says that's a ridiculous old mentality? Well, yeah. And and the other thing too is, you know, they've studies have proven that you're only really working for like three to four hours a day. Right. You know, when you're on your own business, it's a little different because you, you are working a lot more, but you know, you're doing different work. You're doing work in different ways. Like you're not sitting there crunching numbers all day long for for clients. Like it could be meeting somebody. It could be going to a networking event, you know. Doing a podcast. Yeah, doing a podcast. You know, it's all of these different things that are happening. And as long as you can capitalize, I think, on those three to four hours where you're like super efficient, then who cares how how you spend the rest of your time? You know, like you said, you know, not every time you want to to sit there and, and do numbers. But, you know, who knows? You might read an article a customer sent you. Right. You, know, you might learn something else in a different area. You know, you, nobody blows my mind that so many people are like, no, you have to be here at this time and then you have to leave at this time. Like, yeah, it's it's this construct that's it's 
you know, it's just come about and it's just the way people think it is. And now it's even gone longer. I mean, if you, if you work for any of the big four or big eight or whatever accounting firms, right. Mm -hmm. These people are walking in the door at 6 Mm AM during their busy season and they're busting their butts till 2 AM. And then they sleep in their offices or they go to a hotel. That's not even and then And then they come back the next day and they're working six to seven days a week. I would fucking kill somebody. Yeah. There's no way I would do that. Here's the other thing, too, that, that blows my mind also, is when you have employees that are sitting somewhere for, let's say, eight or nine hours a day, you know, the average work day. You know, if you take an hour lunch and you have an eight-hour day, you're, it's nine hours. Those employees might only be productive for three to five hours, let's right. say. So that means you'll have three hours of complete unproductivity. And here's the detrimental part. If those th- if those if that employee is in a room with another employee on one of those three hours that they're just not putting their best effort or they're just not working or whatever it is, they're going to distract the employee that is that might be productive in those hours that they're not. And, and I'll tell you, man, when I was, how old are you? You're 20, 25. You're 25. Okay. So when I was 25, I worked, I think I had two jobs at that point. So I was, uh, I was working for a baseball team and mm-hmm. I was working for Park Avenue Synagogue in the city. And I used to wake up and this is not a joke. I was just talking about this with somebody. I used to wake up at six o'clock in the morning during mm-hmm. a homestand for this baseball team. I'm not going to mention who they are because they don't like when I mention on the air, but you know, you could probably imagine who it would be. So is it who I'm thinking this? It's probably. Okay. Um, but anyway, I used to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. Okay. And then I would go to the stadium. Mm-hmm. I would load in that day's graphics for the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fix whatever I needed to fix. I would take the seven train. Okay. Mm-hmm. To my job in Manhattan on, on East 85th street. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I would work all day till about four thirty five o'clock where I would get back on the subway, go back to the baseball stadium mm-hmm. and then work a game. Right. Yeah. And the game would go till 11 at night. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. 11. And then that night I would set up for the next game. Right. Which would take about an hour or so. And then I would go home and do graphics for about three hours, getting to bed at 2 a.m., waking up at six and do the whole thing yeah, for about a, a whole homestand. So like 10 days, let's say seven to 10 days, I would do this whole thing. And when I was your age, 25 years old, I was man, I could get up at six. No matter how tired I was, if I was awake, I was awake. I'm mm-hmm. great. I'm good to go. Boom, boom, boom. Do the whole day. I could do it six to seven days. By the seventh day, I was a little exhausted. Yeah. But dude, now just even thinking about it at this at my age, and this, that was 14 years ago. So I'm 39. I'm going to be 40 this year. Now, if I don't get to bed by like, <laughs> if my eyes are closed by like 12, 15, yeah, and the I, whole next then forget it, dude. I am like an angry motherfucker because <laughs> I'm just, I am just the nastiest human. And I don't mean to be, but, and, and, but the truth still holds. Once I'm awake, I'm awake. Yeah, I mean, I'm good to absolutely. go and I'm good to go till like, you know, I could stay up till 1130, but I had a friend over last week, Thursday and, you know, towards the end of the week. And by Thursday, she was talking to us. It was an old friend from college. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, okay, and we're talking and chatting and like 11, 11, 15 hit. And I looked at my watch, I'm like, oh, it's 11, 15. All of a sudden my eyes were just like, <sighs> I know. like they literally rolled so into the back of my head and my eyes closed and my head went down and everyone's like, Josh, you're right. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, what's happening? What's and they're like, what's the matter? Are you having a stroke? I'm like, I'm just so, I'm just, I'm just so tired. I just can't even stay away. I was just, it like literally was like a train like left the station, and I, my brain just was like, okay, that's it. Curtains closed. It like pulled the curtain down. My eyes couldn't stay open. I couldn't keep my head up, and I'm like, I think. I, 
I think I have to go to bed. I'm like, are you drunk? Are you stroking out? Are you, we need to take <laughs> yeah. you to a hospital. I'm like, no, I think I, I just had to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't stay up. I was I've, so tired. I've been there. <laughs> and I've been it, there. I've, I've, it's terrible it's, when you get like that. And it never happens to me. But now that I'm getting older and it's like when, when my body's like, that's it. You're done. You're done for the day. Literally yeah. like, so I can't imagine what it would be like working for one of these accounting firms right now because, you know, 9.30 comes. If I've been working since 8 o'clock in the morning, 9.30, 10 o'clock comes, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you put in front of me. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Because I cannot, I can't even see it. Yep. And I'm not drinking any more coffee. I'm going to sleep because yeah. I'm totally unproductive. Yep. Yep. I've gotten like that late at night where I, I can't even see straight. Like, yeah. I'm like looking at small print and I'm like, I can't even read that. Like, I'm so tired. My eyes aren't focusing correctly. You know how I know when I'm tired is when I'm reading something and I start to read the same sentence four or five times. <laughs> you know, if I'm reading a book or I'm on the iPad or I'm looking at something, yeah. if I'm reading it and I'm like, you know, if I'm reading a book, it's like, you know, John went down the steps and took hold of, you know, the the, the dishes and threw them because they were never cleaned. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, John, the dish away. I think I just... John was like, wait, did I just read that sentence? Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it. I'm out. You know, I'm done. Yep. And and so I can't even imagine. I feel bad for these people who are like caught in this quote unquote rat race at this point because seriously, I mean, 150 to, I mean, when was the, when was the industrial revolution? Like I know. 1800, so yep. 200 years removed from the industrial revolution and we really haven't found anything better than the nine to five. Like really there's nothing better. The, the one thing that also blows my mind too is the amount of people that can work remotely and and people are like, well, why would I want to do that? Like, I like going to an office. I'm like, yes, you might like, I like going to an office. That's why I fucking built one. But <laughs> like, well, well, actually you built two and a half, two and a half walls of one. Let's be fair. I hate you. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes, I mean, I happen to work by myself. So I don't have to like deal with anybody else, but there's plenty of times where I'm just like, well, I don't want to go to the office today. Like, not that there's something wrong with it. It's just like, I just don't feel like dealing with other people. Like I have a phone. You, everybody has my number. They can all call me. You can text me. You can WhatsApp me. You can Facebook message so, me, Instagram, Twitter. Like I'll get back to you. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the story. Oh boy. Okay. It's I, I vowed that I would probably never tell this story, but I'm going to tell it to you <laughs> because it's perfect for this. So talk about working from anywhere, right? Because uh-huh. now we have the magic of our phones of and the magic of computers and, and VPN and and <coughs> remote desktop, excuse me. So I've been working with Dr. Barron. Okay. You're not brother. Yes. Because you're both last name Barron. Yes. Which I didn't realize until I met Dr. Barron and I'm like... <laughs> Dr. Barron, I presume. And he's like, yes, nice to meet you, Josh. That's not how he talks. But, yes. yo, pleasure to pleasure to meet you. In, in my story, Dr. Barron talks like a 19, <laughs> 1900s doctor. Oh, Dr. Barron, I presume. Oh, yes, hello, Josh. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, was, oh Dr. Barron, are, are you related to Harrison Barron? Oh, no, no. We just happen to have the same last name. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> That's how he talks. That's literally how he talks. So if you go visit Dr. Barron in Fantown, you'd be like, hi, Dr. Barron. I heard you, uh, Josh talking about you on the, on the Brutally Honest podcast. Hello, 
it's nice to see you today. That's how he talks. He's a very British old soul uh, from Smithtown. Um, but, <laughs> I don't think he's that British. No, he is. It's what he, the way he talks. That's how he sounds to me. Oh no, I'm going to I'm going to make you skinnier today. That's that's what he says to me. It's he's like gonna a, release weight. Release weight. Yes, yes that's yes. his big thing. He's awesome. I love him. He but is m- awesome. more on him in a second. So so I go to <laughs> Doctor Baron, and I'm overweight. Uh, to put it lightly, and uh, not oh, pun intended. How about that? To put it lightly, I'm uh, overweight. Oh yes, yeah, nice. I, li- I like that. Um, so, so oh, is that you or me? No, it's you. Oh, sh- shoot. I'm sorry. It's okay. I buddy. thought I had like, uh, I thought I muted that thing. No sweat, dude. Anyway, I'm um, sorry about that. So anyway, um, I go visit Doctor Baron, and you know we're going through our thing, and I don't know. Have you ever have you ever done his Have you ever done his thing? No, where not he yet. does the the blood, the blood test yeah. and. So I'm I'm working with him pretty heavily. Like I'm I Good. really like his method and Good. I like the way he he works and so um he's he's like okay so I'm going to ask you to do something that you're probably going to be pretty uncomfortable with and I'm like listen if if you're going to tell me that I'm going to lose like 100 pounds then I'll if it means you know sticking my head in a jar of uh, pickled crap and eating it, then I might just do it. And so he's like, no, it's not exactly like that, but it's pretty close. So he gave me this card and it's for this place in Smithtown uh-huh. to, um, it's, it's, it's called, uh, colon hydrotherapy. Ooh. Okay. Do you I, know what, do you know what colon hydrotherapy yep. is? Okay. Have you, have you done it? No. Oh, okay. So well, I'm no. like, all right, yeah, whatever. Sure. Why not? I mean, I've gotten, <laughs> And it was before, no big, no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, listen, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Man, I'm the puns are just yeah. coming out. So, <laughs> so he's like, oh, great, because you know, a lot of guys when they find out that they gotta like put something up their, you know, their butts, and they gotta like put some water in there. But it, you know, it's really great because it really helps clean out, you know, the lower half of the colon, and it, it's work, you know, whatever. It'll, it'll help you, you know, release weight. Right, it's his big yeah. thing, and. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so he's like, go there. And I'm like, okay, I'll make an appointment. He's like, no, no, I've already made you an appointment. I'm like, Savage. Oh, oh, all right. Uh, all right. So I'll go. Whatever. No big deal. I've listen. Hey, I went to New Paltz. There's a lot of gay people there. I'm all good with the whatever yeah. going up the, you know, whatever. Hey, <laughs> I'm not doing it, but you know what? I I'm comfortable with myself. So yeah. I'll be cool. Um, so anyway, so I, I go to this place and I'm like, yes, whatever. And the person's like, you sure you know what you're, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, this is all good. And she's like, oh, you're going to love it. Everything smells like wonderful yoga candles. It's very like a peaceful vibe in this joint. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. And again, Dr. Barron like texts me. He's like, Hey, how you doing? You're nervous. I'm like, nah, I'm like, you know what? I got to do this. You're telling me I got to do this. I trust you. It's no big deal. So <laughs> I go to, I go in and I walk into the room uh-huh. and the room is you know, it's, it's pretty small. I'd say it's half the size of this room. Yeah. It's probably like maybe 50 square feet to 75. Okay. But of the 75 square feet, in it is a toilet, uh-huh. okay, and a humongous, gigantic blue machine that takes place, takes the entire room basically up. And it and I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, because I expected it to be like, you know, a little bag. It goes in your butt. Yeah, you know, yeah. they squeeze a little oh, bit. Maybe. It comes out. So she's like, oh, so what you have to do is you get completely undressed and you lay on the, there's like a little, like a a big table on this machine. It's on the machine. You put your legs over these little straddles, Uh right? The little, like, it's like little, um, whatever. You put your legs over them and then, and then you lay down completely naked and there's a little tube that comes out of the, the machine and you, 
put it up where the sun don't shine. And then you, you know, and then it fills you up with a little warm water and you just, you know, shit yourself for about 45 minutes. Oh <laughs> and, my and I was like, what the fuck is this? And she was like, the woman's like, oh, this is our hydro colon hydrotherapy machine. I'm like, where's the bag with the little tube? And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, that there's no bag. Oh, <laughs> there's man. a machine. And I'm like, all right. And then she says the worst thing to me. She's like, don't put the tube too far up. Otherwise, you can perforate your colon. And I'm like, Whoa, how do I know if it's too far up? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I've never done this before. She's like, you'll be fine. I'm like, so she leaves. I'm like getting naked in this room. I'm getting texts from Dr. Barron like, hey, how's it going, buddy? And I'm like, go fuck yourself, asshole. <laughs> now, now that I know it's yeah. involved. Thanks a lot, dick. jerk. So, so I like totally nude. I uh, hope you're all imagining me. I look like Fabio, fat cousin. And uh, so I get on this machine and it's like, it's like maybe four and a half feet high. I got to like leap onto this thing. It's like really hard. So I cover myself up and I, you know, do what I got to do. And yeah. I'm laying on this machine and she comes in. She's like, okay, you hit a button. And then she comes in and is like, okay, are you all ready? Are you all good? I'm like, I'm fine. I think I'm okay. But I got super nervous because I'm like, this is a huge fucking machine spraying water up my ass you know like it's a big deal so so i'm like just listen uh, just let's just get this over with so she turns the machine on it's like a slight hum it's getting a little warm you know it's like warm water it's very soothing it's spring water it's wonderful best water ever it's the best water so so then she turns to me and she's like what channel do you want on the tv and i'm like what She's like, well, I can put the TV on for you. What channel do you want? I'm like, I don't fucking care what channel's on the fucking TV. <laughs> just put whatever. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> just put whatever. I don't care. So so she's like, oh, I'll just put on News 12. I'm like, oh, fine. Just fucking put on News 12. So she puts on News 12. She's like, sorry, the reception's not great. I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so I'm sitting on this thing. Get out of the fucking room. So I'm laying down on this thing with the tube up my butt. Spray, you know, getting the poop out. And you're literally doing everything that you're told not to do, which is lay on a table and shit yourself. And it's like the most uncomfortable feeling because you're like, this is like you're told from the age of two. You don't crap your pants. Like you're, and this is what you're doing for 45 minutes. Uh. But getting to the point of my story, uh, too late. Obviously, I wanted to tell the story. You could tell it had nothing to do. (laughs) I don't even remember my point. No, my point is this working from anywhere. So I start getting text messages from clients Uh. while I'm on this thing, and I'm sitting there text messaging people. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, of course, you could take, definitely take that as a real estate tax deduction. Oh, yeah, why don't I, I'll just email you uh, that report and I'm in my phone and I'm like sitting there crapping myself while I'm, you know, Uh. sending people their, their bank reports. This is not recording right now, right? Yes. No, okay. No, so anyway, I'm like text messaging. So I'm working while crapping myself and it's fantastic. And you know what? If, <laughs> it's, if you can do that, I mean, what a wonderful world we live in I, where is. you can just literally poop your pants while emailing people information and no one knows. But now they all know. Yeah. I am never doing this again, by the way. It was just a one shot deal. Do you feel better? I, you know what? I felt fantastic afterward. I believe it. it. it, it I felt like... 10 pounds, 15 pounds lighter. Really? It was incredible. Like my whole stomach was deflated. I felt fantastic. Really? And it, it was interesting. Not something I'll ever voluntarily do again because it was kind of uncomfortable, but um, 
I just don't feel like I need to do it again. But if Dr. Barron said, hey, I need you to do it one more time, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Whatever. But the funny thing is, like, the woman knocks on the door just to ask how I'm doing. I'm like, I'm all right. When is this going to be over? And she's like, oh, over. You're only five minutes into it. I'm like, five minutes? That's it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how long am I supposed to be on here? She's like, another 40? I'm like, another 40? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> do I have anything left? And then when I when I left and, you know, they show you what it looks like, they're like, oh, oh you want to look at it? And I'm like, yeah, whatever, why not? And it's just like, that was in here? How is that possible? Like, how is that possible? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, that's only the lower part of your colon. They didn't even get to the upper part yet. You have to be here another two more times to get the poop out of the upper part of the colon. Oh, my God. Dude, I, they were right. I'm totally full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> How much did this process cost? Just out of curiosity. Um, I don't remember. I think it was like 50, 50 bucks. Oh, it wasn't good. expensive. No. Yeah, no, it was not expensive. Um, I think it's normally 85, but Dr. Barron gets a discount because, uh. he, you know, he recommends people. But, <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> recommends people for the torture. Um, <laughs> but no, it was fine. It was fine. I definitely recommend doing it at least once. It's an experience and you can come on someone's podcast and then tell the whole world that you crapped your pants on a blue table. Oh, I mean, trying to remember. Doesn't, it doesn't sound that bad, but just like... It's pretty bad. Not going to lie. Really? It was, it was not a... You know what? It's the anxiety of getting in there and, and seeing the humongous machine that yeah. was like... At first, I was totally fine. And then when I saw how big the machine was, I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, because you think it's going to blow a hole through you. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she's like, get off the table, I'm like, okay. And like, I realized how, you know, the tube was in there, like in there. And I'm uh, like, oh man, are you sure I'm good? Like, I didn't like do anything to me, like perforate my colon. Yeah. She's like, she's like checking between my legs. She's like, no, you're good. <laughs> like, oh, oh man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That was an experience. That's crazy. I did not know. <laughs> I thought it, I, it was like something similar. So now you tell me something embarrassing, Harrison. <laughs> Besides, I'm a CPA, and you should all use me. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything quite like that. Oh, man, I can't believe I just told that story. That's the whole cool. point of the story was to say that you I, can work from I you could work from anywhere, including uh, shitting your pants on, on a table. This place is in Smithtown? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but just look up colon hydrotherapy uh, Smithtown, mm -hmm. and it'll come up. Uh, Jesus. I mean, I guess I really got something for everybody. Dude, it's supposed to be really healthy for you. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, they like. I believe it. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. And I've never, I've never met somebody who knows so much about like health than Dr. Byron. Like he is, yeah, it's, literally, it's overwhelming. Like outrageously smart. Yeah. So he tried to tell me that I couldn't drink coffee anymore, and I said I draw the line there. Oh, it's called cleansing concepts. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the place, and it's cool because it's like in the middle of this whole medical area. Yeah. In Smithtown. Okay. And you don't even really know that it's there. So it's just like a little house kind of thing. And you walk oh, in. Oh, I see exactly what machine you're talking about. Oh, you, they show the blue machine? Yep. It's called like La Pierre or something. Some sort of French yeah. machine. La yeah. Poo. <laughs> the Poo. Oh, it's like a little house. Yeah, yeah. It's like a tiny little place in Smithtown. You walk in there and then you get violated and then you pay them. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's so fucked up that we like, you know, it, it's it's crazy the way like, Health, I don't want to, not healthcare, but like health promotion. I'm trying to use a, do, uh, a Dr. Barron term, but like, you know, how much we've gone to like 
this is what we're going to do to like stay healthy like like um cryotherapy do you know cryotherapy yes that's when yeah my my friend did that and she like like froze her ass off for two minutes and yeah. cried the whole time yeah frozen uh, tears actually yeah, cryotherapy is like when you get into like a little chamber and they and they basically just fill the area with like liquid nitrogen but it doesn't actually touch your body and it gets like to like negative 200 degrees or something like that in that little chamber but like you don't freeze because it's only for like two minutes um but uh you know like that's one of them like all these different things like uh, there's one uh you know it's called fountain there's one in Sable and they're all over and it's just like it's like purified water where it breaks up the micro clusters like there's just there's so well much there's floating sh- have you heard of this floating oh I can't wait to do that yeah I'm, that, I totally want to do it good, yeah it's like stupid good for your brain that's what I heard it's like yeah. it sparks creativity so I yeah. definitely want to I definitely want to try that yeah I've heard only like nothing but good things about it yeah I definitely want to um, try it yeah, on my list. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm like I feel very phlegmy today. Maybe I should go back. Maybe I should put the, go back to the the machine and put the tube in the other uh, end and get some of that out. Uh, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, that, yeah, that's terrible. But, but I, it's amazing what you were saying about like a lot of this stuff is rooted in like ancient principles. So it's almost like the paleo diet. But the other, you know, for yeah. your body, it's like let's go back to when we didn't live a great life. And let's go back to like the olden, really like the ancient times, ancient, like when we were living yeah. on, you know, on the plains and in the tundras mm-hmm. and like, these are the things that we dealt with. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, look at it like intermittent fasting is huge right now. Yeah. Just fasting in general, you know, Dr. Dr. Greg Barron, he's done 10 day fasts. He's done five day, two day, one day. And, you know, I did a two day fast and like you feel. Did you, did you do bone broth? No, I did nothing. Oh, Water. I did. I did bone broth. Really? Yeah. Cheated. Was, what? You cheated. Of course I did. You fucking drink bone broth for fucking three days. I'm telling you, by the end of that shit, you'll eat anything. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. I had water, water, and black coffee for three days. Oh, um, uh, for fifty hours, I did it for. Um, <laughs> but I tell you what, fasting for two days, I felt like. I felt unstoppable. Yeah, it's not the first day. The first day is first not. Day sucks. The first day is bad. The second day is kind of worse because you know what you're in for. But by the end of the second day, you're kind of okay with it. And then the third day, you're like, yeah, I don't think I have to eat again. Oh my god, I it hit me like 14 hours in. Yeah, like it, my body was just like, where's where's the food? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not giving it to you. And then it was just like. All right, fine. I'm just going to juice you up with energy. And it was just like, I was like, all right, no, I'm like, feel like I'm waking up, feel like I'm waking up. And then by like hour, like probably like 15, 16, I was just like, let's, let's go. Like, I don't care what we're doing. Let's go expel some energy right now. Yeah. I'm ready to go run through a fucking wall. Yeah. And then it was like, holy shit. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, I could feel myself being hungry, but I was, I was loaded up with energy Yeah, like all day. And I was like, good. Just hammering away the whole next day and the weirdest part is like on the 50th hour i think i had like i forget what i ate but i ate ate something pretty healthy like i think i had like chipotle like just beans vegetables guacamole i I ate something pretty healthy i I think it was a huge fucking burrito no 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 no. you can eat pretty (laughs) healthy at chipotle if you try to eat healthy you can eat really healthy at chipotle well i mean if you get the lettuce with the e coli on it it's it'll you'll just never eat again god well, it'll flush everything out. That's, that's right, for, exactly. That's for damn sure. Um, but uh, you know, not that Chipotle is the most healthy thing in the world, but like I beans, vegetables. You know, I eat 
like tomatoes, pico de gallo is pretty healthy, guacamole. Um, like I don't, I don't really eat crap when I go there. And, um, but like, as soon as I ate that, it was like just throttled off and I was just like yeah, immediately tired. Just weighs you down. And I was just like, whoa, I'm really tired. And your whole, and your body, you could feel it just suck the blood out of like your arms and legs and just pull it <laughs> to your stomach to try to digest. It's like, what the fuck did you do to me? Yeah. Um, I had a turkey burger for lunch and that happened this afternoon. I was uh, like, I had this turkey burger. It was really good. And then like literally 20 minutes later, I'm like, I got a podcast. <laughs> I, dude, it's crazy that that food could do that to you like I, and i'm all about you know i try to eat healthy most of the time um i just started working out again which i feel great about um but it's you know i, I more and more i try to stay away from things that i know that are going to make me tired yeah it's you the know? carbs that fucking nail you i'm carbs. pretty good with everything but bread you know well carbs that'll but get like, you but like i eat potatoes potatoes i'm fine unless i eat a lot of potatoes I mean, I don't really... Bread is like my downfall, dude. I mean, bagels and bread, I could just eat forever. Yeah, and it, yeah, bread bread is my... Once I hit bread, but it, I could do like natural starches, like potatoes, sweet potatoes, I'm totally fine with. Um, but as soon as I have like cereal, bread, yeah. a donut, a bagel, well, it's donuts. like, what the <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And then it makes you crave more. This is the worst. That thing. is like the worst sugar thing. is the most addictive thing besides cocaine. Dude, it's terrible. Yeah, it's so it's bad. Terrible. For you. And then the worst part is like I'm trying to combat it because you know you have a big lunch. Like sushi, rice is rice is like mid tiered. Like, but you can have sushi without the rice. You can do it with just like. Well, that, but there's also, they make rolls with just, like, the seaweed around yeah, it. And st- yeah, yeah, and, Or they make it with, like, cucumber slices. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Which are, like, pickled that. cucumber slices, oh. which are really good. Yeah. I'm pretty good with sushi. The problem is with sushi is the soy sauce. And oh, then- yeah. That was one of the things, that's one of the things I can't eat. So, this has really fucked me up, Dr. Barron. So, one yeah, of the things has- I can't eat is, uh, is, is yeast. Oh, bread. And no, beer. No, beer. Any alcohol. So, beer, uh, wine. Balsamic vinegar. Well, anything that ferments, it has. Oh, uh, true, true, true. It yeah. has yeast. Anything that ferments, anything that you know becomes alcohol, I could sugars. Never do that. So I'm. Um, he's like, yeah. So you're not going to be able to drink beer or drink wine. You can drink it sparingly if you have to. And then he's like, no bread, no, you know, nothing with yeast in it. So no balsamic vinegar on your salads. No, you know, vinegars. He's like olive oil. You can't vinegar. Nope. Because it ferments. Up. Damn. Only like apple vinegar. cider vinegar. That's it. Shit. Dude. My, I'll so, tell you what. I ate pickles last night. So what's crazy. Done pickles. Did a good job. I feel good today. <laughs> it's good for your gut bacteria, pickles, from what I've heard. Uh, what am I supposed to eat? I'm supposed to drink and like have manuka honey. What the fuck? Yeah, that? it's some weird ass honey. Bees make it from New Zealand. It costs like $75 a fucking jar. Jesus. See, it's crazy. He's like, oh, put that in your coffee. And I'm like, and then he's like, and then he said, no more coffee. And I said, dude, I will not eat bread and I will forego pizza, but I'm fucking, that is where I'm drawing the line. Yeah. <laughs> coffee. That is not happening. If you give up coffee for like three days though, you're golden. I happen to really enjoy coffee. But what am I supposed to do with all the rewards I have at Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts? Just give them to me, bro. But I want them. I worked hard for it's that. It's actually funny. I really don't care for for Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts coffee. What do you drink? Not their brands. Well, what do you drink? Like I'll the Speedway's right here. I'll go to Speedway. Speedway coffee's okay. Seven Eleven coffee's really good. I like Seven Eleven coffee. Uh, I don't 
really care for Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You wonder who has really good coffee? You ever go to Glen Wayne Bakery? Where? Glen Wayne Bakery. They're over in Bohemia. No. See, I don't live out here, bro. I know, I know. But I they, think we talked about this place the last time. Yeah, I was on the they make one. They make the most outrageously delicious donuts. Yeah, I can't eat that. And I don't know where the fuck they get their coffee from, but their coffee is bomb diggity. Probably from Starbucks. Probably not, because it doesn't <laughs> taste burnt. Uh, shout out to my buddy Rob, by the way, who's opening up a coffee shop in Patro called The Bean. Well, let me plug. just say this. So I live in Deer Park, and if anyone wants to open up a coffee shop near me, uh, you would have a customer for every fucking day. Because I'll tell you one place that I love is this place called Stella Blue in Huntington. And it's like a coffee shop, breakfast kind of deal. Okay. But it's like 40 minutes from my house, half an hour. And I don't want to like go there, just to, but their coffee's awesome. You it's ever like go to a Drogeo's? Real, where's that? In uh, Farmingdale on uh, New Highway. Yes. Yeah, that place is great. But it looks like shit. Most amazing. I don't give a fuck how it looks. Yeah, but I don't want to sit there and like read a book and sit in, among like uh, old appliances. Went there today. Hung out. Friends with the guy who serves me coffee. He's a super nice dude. Ask about the podcast every time I come in. Well, and maybe the, we should company. We should go over there. Well, you're never... Are you? How often are you out there? Uh, whenever the fuck I want. I'm an entrepreneur now. <laughs> it's great. You're an entrepreneur now. Yeah, I could do whatever the fuck I want. I'm over and now. Yeah, uh, that classifies as a meeting. Um, <laughs> it's a business expense, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but their coffee's a shit. I, I no, yeah, their coffee there is today. really good, yeah. And the nice part is, too, they use um, they use dark chocolate as their little powder on top with no sugar in it, which is great, for, so I can have that on my latte. Cacao. Yeah, ca- yeah, cacao. Cacao. And they have cinnamon, too. Ooh, I love a little cinnamon and maybe some but there's no sugar. I don't think there's any sugar in the cinnamon, which is no, great. No, cinnamon, just- c- cinnamon, cinnamon. Yeah, and it's great. Cinnamon. It's got a good mouthfeel. Cinnamon. <laughs> there was one time when Jim Carrey went on like the Tonight Show and he just kept saying cinnamon. <laughs> so anytime somebody says the word cinnamon, I always flash back to that episode of uh, Jim Carrey going, cinnamon. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Who's the actor? Um, he says, Wow. And everybody makes fun of him for it. Wow. Yeah, he's like, wow. 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 Uh, fuck, what's his name? He's in the hall pass, the blonde dude. Um, the blonde dude? In what? In what? what in movie? hall. Owen, uh, Owen, Owen was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Owen was. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Owen was. I type in an actor who says wow because I couldn't remember his name. Second thing that comes up Owen Wilson says wow. 10 hours, YouTube. Oh, God. I don't want to watch that. That must be fantastic. Oh, no. Um, That's awful. I would love to send that as an automatic opener and like an email and just, oh, that'd be great. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just doing some, some texts from people who are asking me what the hell's going on and I'm like, I'm not answering my phone. Well, that's so I'm good. just saying I'm not answering my phone, but I'll call you later. Um, there's, there's <clears throat> one other video I absolutely love on YouTube. Just one? There's a handful, but this is probably my second one. My second favorite one. When Donald Trump says China. China. He says China for five minutes. <laughs> And it's fantastic. And who and he's spends act- their time doing this on YouTube? Internet trolls, bro. Why? But oh, we want to talk about you're the fucking worst internet troll. I know, do you I do it? Let me. I want to ask you this because this is really my question for you. Okay. Yes, I knew I was going to get on this. Well, so you brought it up. So, so my question for you is: Do you actually believe what you're posting, or you're just doing it to piss me off? Half and half. Sometimes I like do, cream? and then sometimes, yeah, <laughs> sometimes I do it because I actually believe in it, and then there's sometimes I do it because I'm like, oh, let's just let's just get them going. Okay. And there's like a handful right. of people that I believe I, that. that are really, like, here's the thing. I don't feed into the bullshit of other people. I just share it 
to see who I can get fired up. Right, I can see that. You don't ever comment. You no. just post it and then just, and then watch everybody just watch everybody that have yep, the feeding frenzy. Yep. And the and the best like every once in a while I'll hop on, I'll comment here, you know, I'll leave my little thought. You know, sometimes I sometimes I care, sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I'll just say it to piss somebody off. But you know, I've I've realized that there's a handful of people that I know I could that I know see I'm breaking into the social media world. I know my stuff comes up on their their um, news feed. Right. Because they've either liked or commented or something like that. And it just takes one comment for, for Facebook to say, or one like for Facebook to say, hey, you should pop, like Harrison stuff should pop up on Josh's. So if you don't, here's the thing. I have a, I have a lot of liberal friends, but none of their liberal media shit comes up on my news feed because I don't like any of it. Well, I don't like anything. I've never liked anything on but Facebook you, ever. you comment on it. Well, or yeah. somebody tags you in it or like, well, that's my version of liking. So my rule on Facebook is I don't like anything. I don't ever click like, I think that's fucking cheap ass bullshit. I think if you like something, game, then you should comment yeah. and say something. And I really, I really believe that like nothing really annoys me more than, I mean, listen, you don't have to comment on everything I post or anything else. I really don't care whether you yeah. comment or not, but when I post something and you like it, that means nothing to me. What that means is you took two seconds out of your fucking day to go, yeah, all right, I'll just try to appease Josh with a like. But if you like something and you truly feel like something has moved you yeah. or made you laugh or makes you feel something, whether it's anger or love or hate yeah. or disgust, but I can't comment just on comment. Memes. Like, I'm not going to say nice to every single person I see. A good no, no, from. no. I don't do that. I don't like or say nice to every... I say the ones that I feel like... Oh, I go, it. oh, wow, that's really clever, uh, or that's funny. Like, your shit that you sometimes post, like, your trolling crap. Gets you all fired so, up. Well, so, the last few times you've posted, I've, I've written comments, and I've deleted them, because I'm like... I don't think he really believes this. I think he's just doing this to make people angry oh, and to yeah. and to comment. So I haven't. But the last like one or two you did, I and mean, I saw some of the comments that your friends made. I was like, I have to get in on this because <laughs> that's really obnoxious. But ultimately, I try not to if I don't feel like it's something worth my time. Uh, and arguing with people on Facebook is totally not worth my time no. unless I'm in like a certain mood. That's why I don't like unless I have a lot of time. That's right. the only time. Unless I'm, gonna, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be home for a few hours. I might yeah, as well just. Might as well uh, keep myself entertained. Yeah. Uh, that's the only time I comment on things. Like, I just see, like, some stuff I see and I'm just like, that's so dumb. Like, I don't care if you are, what side of the, the spectrum you fall on. It's just like, that's dumb. There are some things I agree with and there's some things I don't agree with. And then there's some things that I come across and I'm like, this is just going to piss somebody see, off. See, it kind of makes me feel better that when you're telling me that you're doing it just to piss people off, like, that makes me feel a little bit better that sometimes you don't actually believe it 100%. No. You're just doing it to make people angry because sometimes when you're posting something, you post something, I'm like, I, I really hope he doesn't really believe that oh, this yeah. is true. Um, you know? Like, but, I, posted the, I posted something the other day. It's, uh, it's a dude with his hand out and it's like a, it's like a glass of scotch. And it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. never, like, share this if you've never touched booze before. So I shared it and then I commented, nothing but H2O for 25 years. Right, yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah, there's a, there, I, that's all I do is drink H2O, mixed with alcohol <laughs> or when it's frozen sure, and it goes in my in alcohol beverage. Yeah, or it's like, you know, yeah, H2O with like barley and yeast and, 
you know. So I was like that when I, again, I mean, Facebook wasn't around when I was 25, but, you know, early, like when Facebook first came out in yeah. my early 30s, I was like what you were doing. I was a fucking troll. Like, uh-huh. I would say I, things. I, I, I shared <laughs> Flat Earth the other day. I know, I saw that. It's pretty damn funny. <laughs> it wasn't flat. It was it was like like Squished. squashed Earth yeah, or something. Like, imagine Earth squashed. <laughs> And like, I, no, I won't do that. There's follow-up to the story. I'm going to interject really quick. But So I shared this, and somebody at Five Points, the bar I bartend at, had mentioned, oh, you're never going to believe this. I go, what? And they go, Greg is a flat earther, and he's one of the cooks in the kitchen. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, really? And I just <laughs> fucking walked in on my shift, and I was a half hour early, and there's nobody. So, so does he believe that it's literally, it's flat? So Antarctica surrounds the I'm getting the Earth. him on the show. I'm no, can I be on the show with him? Because I have to be here for this. Because I, I'm, I'm getting fa- a couch. I want people. To I am watch. seriously fascinated by this because it's to me, it's like it's or it's not a theory. It's not even like it could be like you know, oh, well, gravity's a theory. It's yeah. like evolution's a theory. It's like yeah, but theory doesn't mean it's a guess. Yeah. That's not what it means. That's that's a hypothesis. Well, well, there's theories and laws like. We have the right. law of gravity. Right. And then he tried to explain to me, this is the best part. Like, I, I asked it. him like 12 questions. And I was just like, look, I I promise you, and I have an open mind enough, I will believe you if you can answer me like some of these questions. And I might even second guess myself on my beliefs. I'm totally okay with that. If you can change my mind, I'm fucking in, man. Because I want to believe. Like, you have no idea how bad I want to believe. Like, I just want to, I totally want to go against the grain, as I do all the time. So I'm like, Greg... You know, explain gravity to me. He's like, gravity's fake. He goes, How it goes by density. He goes, it goes by density. I go, okay, but you know, why is it that a, a a bowling ball and feathers will fall at the same time? He goes, no, they don't. I go, they will in a vacuum sealed chamber. Absolutely, hundred percent. It's proven. But, and he goes, he goes, no, they don't. I go, yes, it fucking. He goes, See, that's what? what that's what bothers me about flat earthers or people that believe in creationism. Yeah. It's, it's that. It's that. And and this is what you can say to them. Like, you'll say, listen, dude, it, Darwin had this theory, and it was sort of proven, yeah. right? And, <laughs> sort of. And, and, sh- and shown that it evolves, and there are things that we can prove and that we can't prove. Yep. But beyond the shadow of a doubt, pretty much, we know that evolution's true. We know yeah. that the Earth is round. Like, these are things we know. Yep. We know them. And we know them by, not only by testing, but uh-huh. we know them by sight because we launch people up into outer space yep. who happen to go around it. Yep. And so, we know it for a fact. And then they'll look at you and go, nah, it's all fake. It's like, oh, that's what he and said! And it's like, what? He goes, How no, can you he goes, say that? He goes, dude, the only, he goes, CGI is getting so good right, now. let me tell you something. That we can, well, we can create that. I go, what about planets? You know, you want to explain planets to me? He goes, he goes, well, everything revolves around us. And I go, okay. No, he did not say oh, that. Oh, Josh, it was so good. It was so I want to be here so, so bad because they I'm just cannot. so excited to get him on. Because because it's like, <laughs> because he's like talking about this shit and their answer is, you're, you're lying to me. And it's like, how can, I'm lying to you. A million scientists are lying to you. And then it's like, dude. <laughs> I mean, so they did this whole thing about how much it would actually have cost NASA to fake the moon landing uh-huh. and it would have cost them more to fake the moon landing than it would have to actually land somebody on the moon. No. Yeah, they did this whole thing with a with a guy who's a lighting designer uh-huh. and a DP, d- a director of photography uh-huh. and a cinematographer and they said if you were to fake the moon landing using only equipment that was available in the 1960s, yeah. 
how would you be able to do it? Yeah. And they went through this whole thing. They gave a list of equipment and how they would be able to get the shadows exactly right. Yeah. How they would make it look like it was, um, you know, zero gravity or uh, very little gravity. Yep. And they talked about it and they said, listen, the only way to do this is this way. And using these types of cameras and using this type of lighting. Because remember, the light source yeah. comes from one place. Yeah. The sun. That's it. There's no dual light source. And like here, there's... How many light sources? And yeah. look at the shadows. Look at the way the shadows are. But if you look at the video of the moon, the shadows are all going the same way in straight lines. Yeah. So there's only one light source, the sun. Yeah. The only way to get that to work is to be on the moon. Yeah, I know. It's uh, just... And they said the amount of light you would need and the way you would have to position the light, it would have to be like a mile away yeah. for you to get those types of shadows. And that would be impossible. You wouldn't be able to find the soundstage big enough. Yeah. So they said they'd have to build the soundstage. Yeah. And it's like, it's, dude, it would have cost them millions and millions of dollars. Crazy. I couldn't believe it though. And then... But then, but then when you explain this to people like this uh-huh. and you say it would cost millions, but they go, nah, they faked it. Uh, George Soros, uh, young George, so young Warren Buffett did it. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Now uh, you're just being stupid. So You'll so, say anything to prove your point. Yes. So then I asked them, I go, <laughs> so, you know, I asked them like, you know, why, you know, gravity. I asked them a couple other ones, you know, why, you know, everything. I was like, so why does this, uh, so I asked them another one. Why does the sun change its position in the sky relative to the season? And mm, interesting. Yeah. So then he goes, he goes, no, it revolves around us. So it just loops in a different direction regularly. So I go, so you're telling me that we are the center of the solar system? He goes, yes, there's no doubt about it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So then you have to explain to me why water travels in different directions when it's going down a drain based on the hemisphere you, you're on. Because if you're on the equator, it goes straight down. If you're on the northern one, I think it goes clockwise. And if you're on the southern one, it goes counterclockwise. You mean the Coriolis effect? No, it's not the Coriolis effect. It's yeah, just... that's is, what it's called. Is it how the water goes down the drain? The, the, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but yes. It, no, no, it, the water does. It's proven. <laughs> If you, it's, if I you, don't think I think that I that was on the Simpsons once. No, dude, and, there's a video of three. Oh, there is. Yeah, he takes. Oh, he takes. So in Australia, the water actually flows the opposite direction down the toilet. Then ours, yeah. <sighs> Fucking dude, heathens, it's insane. Man. Heathens so, down there. So then he goes. How do they live? How do they? How do they live? Harrison, it doesn't make sense. If the water's flowing the other direction, wouldn't it push the poop no, the no, other no. way? It doesn't flow. It it <laughs> spirals down. I don't know, about it. I don't oh. believe you. Oh god. I mean, if they're under there, isn't it just everything just falling out? That, well, that's what I said. He goes. <laughs> he goes. He goes. Why doesn't stuff just fall off Australia? I go. Um, because Gra- of gravity. He goes. Uh, he goes. Now gravity's made up. I go. He goes, then why would it pull to the center of the earth? We can't even measure it. I go, uh, yes, we can measure it. Uh, absolutely. Then I, he goes, I wish gravity didn't exist. Then I wouldn't weigh 250 pounds. Exactly. Me too, man. So then he goes, and then I go, well, he goes, how do you, why would it go to the center of the earth? I go, because that's where the most density is, and everything has something called relative gravity, where it can be measured, and the most dense, like all those particles and molecules are packed in there, causing more gravity to be pulled right. at, in that direction. He goes, now nah, it's flat. I go, okay, that's totally fine. I go, explain to me this one then. Riddle me this. Yeah. You are a high-end shooter. You shoot long distance. You need to account... For the, not only the gravity, but the Coriolis effect of the Earth. Well, the curvature, the curvature yeah, of the Earth. When you're shooting a bullet at long ranges, at whatever you decide I'm going to look that up. But I don't want to be... What, I the Coriolis effect? I don't want to be wrong. 
So he goes, nah, it's all made up. I go, he goes, it's just about wind and then the, the density of the object that's going to pull it towards the earth. I go, so the curvature of the earth has nothing to do with the with the, with the the round shooting? He's like, no, nah, dude, it's all made up. He goes, you got to open your mind, man. And I was like, I have to open my mind, but you can't explain to me. And I'm totally cool. If you can explain any of this to me, I'm in. And he just, he's like, nah, dude. He's, he's like, it just takes three generations for them to, you know, really teach somebody something. And uh, you're obviously... You're exactly what they want. You know, you follow exactly what they what they preach. And I was just like, oh, man. Like, if you could have even proved any of them. And I asked him a couple other ones. Dude, so you know the whole theory behind... You ever read uh, Terry Pratchett? No. Uh, yeah, Terry, Terry... I think it's Terry Pratchett. He wrote a book called... Um, oh, God. Now I'm going to... I'm going to blank on this. Damn it. Um, now that I interrupted you and said, oh, did you read this book? And now I can't think of the goddamn name of the book. Uh, Terry Pratchett. I think it's the, something magic. Oh, shit. It's going to bother me. So anyway, it's this book. It's a very famous like uh, fantasy novel. And um, The Color of Magic. That's the name of the book. It is the Coriolis and effect, by the way. It is the Coriolis effect. Yeah. Uh, the Color of Magic. And basically, the whole book takes place on a di- the disc world. Right, so it's a world that's a disc. It's a flat okay. yeah, disc, yeah. and on and it's on the back of a turtle that oh, floats around in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a group of people, you know, who believe that religiously that the that the the Earth is flat and lays on the backs of four elephants, which is on the back of a gigantic tortoise. Seriously, this, these people believe this. It's insane. I, it's just. I never, it, it was funny because like I found out that he believed in flat earth and I'm not shaming flat earthers. If you want to believe in flat earth, I don't give a shit, but it was like I had seen a unicorn. <laughs> I like, you know, you always go through your life and you're like, ah, you know, I, I'm not really sure if like I'll ever run into that situation or something of that. Like, like, oh, I never thought I'd see that. Right. You know, like I'm sure, you know, people that watched a plane fly for the first time probably had the same expression that I did. And I was just like awestruck. I don't even think that's a good enough word, but it was just like mind blown. Not that because I knew that they existed. I never thought I'd meet one. Right. Like, it, like imagine seeing the Chubacabra for the first, like <laughs> I, I've met a few flat felt. earthers in my life and it's always really? a fucking hoot, man. They are just, and again, they're just like a fucking... And if you're a flat earther listening to this, please reach out to me because I will yes, have you on the show. Yes, we should have a panel But you have earthers. to be able to answer those questions I asked because that's the only way I'm going to have you on because then you might be able to change my mind. <laughs> um, but I, I just couldn't believe it. Back to, And now to back to the original uh, subject of, of this is some of the stuff I do share on Facebook, I believe in. Some of it I know is going to bother somebody. So I'll share it. Okay. Some of, I mean, I know some of the things I believe in are going to bother some people because people just get angry over the color of the juice that they drink. Or, you know, <laughs> the color of the juice. What? No, juice, juice. Oh, juice. juice. I was juice. like, dude, you better be careful. It's coming up on Passover. Oh. I don't, Talk I don't. about the color of juice. No, juice, juice. Oh, juice. You know, okay. Hey, you, you drink grape juice. I drink orange juice. Who gives a shit? I don't even like juice. You know. I don't even drink juice. I I'm drink to give it up. I drink seltzer. Seltzer's good. Yeah. Um. But, you know, so, and then some things, you know, I, I share a lot of cooking things. Right. You know, I share those so that way I, in my memory bank or like when I'm like hungry, I can go like look some good food up. Nice. Um, you know, that's part of the reason why I share that. And then, you know, I, I try to share some memes. Um, you know, some <laughs> things I want to start, I want to start, you know, conversations with. 
Um, but a lot of times too, what I share is just either to set somebody off or it's like, Hey, you know, I believe in this. And if it bothers somebody, it bothers somebody. If it doesn't bother somebody, it doesn't bother somebody. But like, I just share other people's stuff. I don't really portray my opinion because I've shared, um, parts of the Caribbean where Captain Jack, right? Captain Jack Sparrow is like running across the beach and then, like, there's an army of people following him. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what happens when you share your opinion on Facebook and it's just, like, you running on the oh, beach yeah, and everybody's yeah, yeah. just trying to attack you? And I was just like, that's so true. It doesn't matter what it is that you, you know, if I say somebody has the best pizza and, and you know, somebody else is just going to get fired up about, like, no, I have the best pizza or he has the best pizza. And people take it very personally. See, I try not to take the stuff personally because I understand that it's just Facebook. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember getting into a conversation about somebody about Michael Vick. Remember Michael Vick, the football yeah, player, yeah, yep. and the, the dog, dog fighting? Yeah. Now, the, my opinion on Michael Vick is that, you know, he did something horrible and that he went to jail for it and he lost a lot of money and he lost basically his entire football career. Yeah. And he didn't lose it. He threw it away because he did something horrible, horrible, horrible Absolutely. that I would never condone or want any other human being to do. But he did go to jail for it. Yeah. And he did live, you know, he did serve his time and he was let out and you know and people were like oh he should never be allowed to play football and I'm like well but why not he's already been punished I mean the guy went to jail it's not like he didn't get his comeuppance he went to jail for four years if he wants to come back and play and team wants him to play then fine if he's on my team I'll I'll root for him I mean the guy went to jail I mean he did something horrible and went to jail I like to believe that you know he feels bad enough and he's sorry and and even if he isn't sorry who gives a shit the guy went to jail the guy did his time that's a cr- and, that's another and people are like oh no I'm not I'm never forgiving him for what he did and it's like well I should hope that if you did something whether it was on purpose or not on purpose exactly. that's so horrible that you do go to jail or you pay a fine or whatever it is whether it was on purpose or by accident and you just got caught up in some bullshit that I would hope that whenever you're done doing your service to the community yeah. or doing your time whatever it is that people would look back and say you know what. If he's changed, then or he or she has changed, then that's fine. Yeah. Then that's fine. Then I, I would hope that that would be the case. But a lot of times, and I would say ninety percent of the time, it's, it's not. not the case. People look and say, "Well, that's the guy that did this," and it's like, can't he? Can't can't this person ever like uh, repent? I mean, can't they be yeah. absolved of whatever problem they they did? I mean. Now, if they come back out and be, and start doing it again, I would say, no, you don't get a second chance. Like, yeah. now you fucked up big time and you deserve whatever you get the second time. But, yeah. you know, if you show remorse and you are absolved and whatever, then I think you deserve to be, I mean, not maybe 100% forgiven, but at least sl- slightly thought of less a, as less of a jerk. Yeah. Um, you know, two things on that. One, I think it's crazy that we assimilate what you do wrong to a jail system. I'm, I'm a firm believer in an eye for an eye. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody says, you know, an eye for an eye makes the world go blind. Well, not really because, you know, people are going to figure that shit out pretty quickly. And, and once the like, first person does it and loses their eye for it, everybody else is going to be like, I am never doing that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like rape, if you get your penis chopped off, there is not one dude that's going to rape another woman and be like, I'm going to take my chances. Yep. Yeah. When people say, yeah, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. I'm like, nah, I'd like to think the human race is a little smarter than that one. And look, you want to take your chances and get and try to get away with something? Go for it. But just be ready for it in return. Exactly. You know? um, I hear that. I mean, I get that we should all be civilized and we should all have like, a, you know, we should all be a civilized race. And, I, you know, listen, I'm not a violent man. 
I, I don't want people to get hurt. I always think the best of people and I, I always think they have the best of intentions, even if they're not great people or they have, they've done something wrong in their life or whatever it is. I always think, you know what, maybe this time this is the, cause if I always put myself in the position and I always say, what if it were me? What if it were me who did something or, or, or was assumed something about me mm-hmm. and, and then I could never catch a break. I would not want that to follow me around and I don't think that's fair so I always give the person the sh- the the benefit the benefit of the, of the doubt and I always get looked at when I say that to people like ah oh, you're just too trusting you're too optimistic and I'm like I guess so but I just always think like no one's out to screw you all the time they're just trying to do what's right and maybe we should give people the benefit of the doubt that yeah. even if they made a mistake earlier in their life that they shouldn't have to pay for it the rest of their life I like you know it's yeah and you know and and to, to touch on, you know, the Michael Vick thing, you know, I think one of the problems with our jail system is, you know, just because you served your time doesn't mean you learned anything. Like, right. you, you know, it's it's shitty because there's people's jobs that rely solely on people going to jail, which is also terrible. But, you know, the system isn't made to help fix these people. Right. Which sucks. Because I think there's still a lot of people that, you know, they figured that shit out after six months. Like, hey, I fucked up. I can't do this again. But right. now they're stuck in there for years. And then you have people that are stuck in there for six months who are just going to come out and be repeat offenders. You know, Well, that's not right either. I mean, that's so the question is, how do you solve that? Of course. And then, like, the other crazy thing is, how do we pick one person or a handful of people or a panel of people to figure out what the punishment should be for one person's crime. Like, you know, you beat dogs, you know. I think it should be like the running man. What do you mean? You never saw the running man? No. <gasps> Dude. I have so many things to watch. No, me. you just watched this tonight. The running, the running man. man. Write this down here. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the running man. Is it on Netflix? Mm, maybe not. You might have to get it somehow other by other means. Okay. Uh, it's always on TV somewhere, like Sci-Fi Channel, whatever. The Running Man. You never heard of The Running Man? It was a Stephen King book. No. Was it a Stephen King book or Philip K. Dick? Anyway, basically it's about a guy... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays him. He's a he he gets thrown in jail as a convict, and they have they put him on this TV show called mm-hmm. The Running Man. And and what they do is they put you in this gigantic maze through the horrible part of the city, mm-hmm. and they send these gladiators after you, and that's your punishment. And if you can make it out, then you live. But that's otherwise, great. it's called The Running Man, and yeah. it's a TV show. And people, and it's kind of like a mix of oh, it's like a TV a, show? It's, The Running Man itself is a TV show that all these people are watching and they're watching this convict mm. get chased by oh. like these WWF wrestlers uh. who are now going to like chop him to bits or one guy like it, okay. one, I think Jesse a little gruesome. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. It's I a great it. movie and and basically it's a great um you know allegory to like people's desire to watch other people get hurt mm-hmm. or you know basically reality shows really the movie about the first about a reality show where people are watching these convicts like be tortured yeah and they're betting on who's going to get caught first uh, which which gladiator is going to catch them mm-hmm. and, and they're not called gladiators but it's yeah, it's yeah. an i can't remember the name of it, but anyway it's such a great movie and it's it's was like 1983 or nine, right before you did Terminator. Okay. And and it's such a good movie. Really? Because you watch this and you're like, this makes complete sense. Like, 
what's happening today and with, like when Survivor came out uh-huh. I, the first thing I thought of was The Running Man oh that's good you yeah know, it's kind of like it's the like most hu- dangerous game Hunger Games yeah. is like yes. kind of like The Running Man I gotcha okay alright I get it now anyway it's great great movie but uh-huh. yeah I mean but so it's tough where, where would they, do you draw the line I mean where, where I mean there's do? a lot of things where you draw the line I mean where, uh, on like that are I shouldn't say where you draw the line that are like gray areas right you know to bring up to bring up something negative, obviously the whole thing that happened in Florida. It's like, you know, everybody's saying, oh, you know, eighteen, you know, it's eighteen to get a rifle, but twenty one to drink. It's like, well, well, how about it's eighteen to go to war, but twenty one to drink? Exactly. You Forget know. about the rifle thing because that's a whole other conversation. But eighteen, you can vote, right? Mm-hmm. Eighteen, you can go to war, but eighteen, you can't drink. Mm-hmm. That's I fucking agree. bullshit, right? And, but eight, now, just so you know, the law used to be 18. 18. Yeah. When my parents were younger, it was mm-hmm. 18. And the reason, so there's also reasons to understand how they changed the law too. Because they don't just blanketly say, okay, the drinking age is eight, is 21. Yeah. You know, they come up with, okay, each state's going to have its own drinking age, which I think is true. Because I think in New Orleans, the drinking age is, is 18. I don't think it's 21. Go look that up. I'm pretty sure New Orleans has a different drinking age than the rest of the country. And what the government does, the federal government says, okay, you want to, we want the states to do 55 miles an hour, right? Or we want the states to have a drinking age of 21. So how do we make the states do that, right? So what the federal government says is, okay, we're going to give the states money. We're going to, we're going to give them, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, like uh, like grants. You are and, right. Right? What's the drinking age in New Orleans? 18. 18. Mm. So the government, the federal government says, okay, we're going to give you grants for infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. If you raise the drinking age to 21. Yeah. And if you don't, you that. won't get the money. And they do the same thing with the speed limit. Mm. If you make the speed limit 55 miles an hour or 65 miles an hour, we will give you money for infrastructure and for roads. Mm. But if you keep your speed limit at 90 miles an hour, you don't get anything. Yeah. If you don't have seatbelt regulations, if you don't, so that's how the federal government puts and pressure on the state governments to say, okay, we're going to give you this financial incentive to make these regulations. Yeah. It's, right. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, marijuana, prime example. You know why was it, why was it illegal? Because one dude had a had a paper plant and didn't want to rebuild his entire paper plant around marijuana, so he made up some rumors about uh, minorities using marijuana and doing horrible things to women. And use that as propaganda to illegalize marijuana because he didn't want to use marijuana to make paper because it would be a more efficient process, but it would cost him millions. So, do you know what that's called? Reefer madness. Yes. There's an actual word for it. Yes. Reefer madness. And there's a whole movie about it. Yes, I know. Did you, now there's a, I've not watched the movie. There's actually a musical movie about it. It's it's so there's a documentary that they used to show kids in the 40s and the 50s I think oh. called Reefer Madness about like what could happen to you uh, if you smoke weed and it's like all these white kids in the button down shirts like yep. look at Tommy is gonna smoke some reefer and he smokes in all of a sudden he like wears the dark sunglasses and becomes like this jazz musician oh, <laughs> it's God. pretty goddamn hilarious but then they made a musical called uh-huh. Reefer Madness which is based on the documentary. It's like a uh, spoof on the documentary that okay. they made yeah. called Reefer Madness. It's pretty um, freaking funny. Reefer Madness, Reefer Madness. That's the first time. You've song. definitely watched it a handful of times. I've seen it. No, just once. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, it's insane that this shit is happening. 
No, it's, all it's crazy. Over. Like, you know, our taxes keep going up. The common core system is being put into place. There's all these rules, regulations, and stuff like that that nobody could, one, keep up with. And two, we still have such an industrial age school system. Nobody in school is learning tax laws. Nobody in school is learning, you know, common sense. You know, how to cook, how to clean, how to like be a human. You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about this exact thing. And it's not like, it's not, it's, it's not that we want people to be home, you know, like homemakers. It's just that these are like the, like how to do laundry. I don't know how to fucking do laundry, but I think that's something I should know how to do or, you know, or, cook, you know, or like how to balance pretty- a checkbook. Or how do you know what's how do you use a credit card? Like what is a credit card? The usage of a credit card. How does it work? Right. You know? What's in like what happens if you don't pay it? And what does it mean? What's APR mean? Mm-hmm. What is interest rates? What is that all? What's that whole situation? What's inflation? You know how does this all fit together in like the grand scheme of things? You don't even learn economics in high school. You know, like it's such there a was like a civics. We used level. to take civics. Remember? Yeah. Did you take a yes. civics course. Yes. Yeah. Um, to take but it's civics. such. Bullshit, man. Like, they teach you nothing in in middle school and high school. And they barely teach you anything in college. You know, we're in an era now where if you wanted to do something, become somebody, you could just find it on the internet. Well, but then again, it's the same thing where, like, you have to make sure you find the right thing because you could be reading something that you think is correct. But yes. the internet's a dangerous place because but, you can always find a lot of misinformation. But now we have things like ratings. You know, you can go on Amazon to see what something's rated as. If it's going to, if it works, true. it's going to be higher. You know, if, right. if it's a it's good true. book, you know, we'll just use, uh, I'm sure you've read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. Great fucking book. You know, yeah, there's some negative things, in that, not negative, but there's some things a lot. It's very heavy on real estate. People have commented about that. You know, it's got like a four star rating, you know, hey, and then you read the comments you know, and you kind of get an idea of what's in the book. You know, is it is it a good book? Is it valuable to people? Sure. Great. You know, don't get me wrong. School is definitely useful in a lot of things. But when the fuck was the last time I needed to know about a parallelogram? I'm trying to think. But I know more about <laughs> parallelograms than I do about fucking taxes. So that's definitely true. You know, well, not me, but you. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I com- would the hope, average person. I would hope that I know more about yeah, taxes I than think, I do about parallelograms. And I consider myself an above average, like an above above educated person between the amount of podcasts I've done listened to and books I've read you know I've definitely gone my done my fair share more than most people and I'm not saying other people are dumb or unintelligent but I've just done my reading more at least in my opinion like it's insane that all this shit happens and nobody you know all these kids are doing all this stuff for all the stuff going on right now but it's like god forbid they had to go out on their own I don't even think they'd know how to get car insurance. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also don't know what to put in car insurance either. Like, I still didn't even know. And someone's like, oh, you need this coverage. I'm like, I don't know. Just tell me how much it is. I don't know anything about it. But it's funny, you know... um, I was an actor before this. And yes. so, you know, I, that's a business and people don't treat it that way. And, you know, when I talk to people that are actors, I'm like, you guys are doing this all wrong because you're not treating it like a business. You're still treating it like this is what I do with my friends in my spare time. And this is like a hobby of mine. And yeah, I happen to make money doing it, but you have to understand that the people that succeed at it are the ones that realize it's a business. So every year, my old school, uh, SUNY New Paul's has like a, like an alumni weekend mm-hmm. where they invite back some of the alumni and I've been talking to the, the people in the theater department I'm like invite
invite me back. I'd like to talk to the students about what it's like to be in the business of acting. And they're like, oh, okay, so are you in the business of acting? I'm like, no, I'm a CPA. I was an actor for five years and now I'm not. I'm a CPA and I think I can really help the people understand, the kids understand that when you get out of here, you know, it's not, people aren't looking for you. You have to sell just like somebody has to go out there with the briefcase of widgets or, you know, you have to sell your services on social media or mm-hmm. you have to, you know, whatever it is that you do, you have to know how to sell that. And if you, you know, so you're the product and yep. you have to know how to sell the product and you have to know how to keep the product in the tip top shape. You have to know how to keep the product in the best the working products. shape. Yeah. You are the product. So it's not like, you know, if you're making a desk, sure, you're, that's your product, right? It's mm-hmm. tangible. You can see it. You can touch it. You can feel it and you can make it. And people go, wow, I love this desk like I did when I walked in here. Wow, it's so smooth. The lacquer is really mm-hmm. nice. But that's what you want people to say about you when you're an actor. And I'm like, I think I can be super valuable to these kids mm-hmm. as they're getting out of school to say, listen, I know you love Shakespeare and you love to perform and you love going on auditions and you love showing off. And it's fantastic of all these things that you're doing. But this is, bottom line is this is a business and you are the product and you need to learn how to sell that product. And if you don't learn how to sell that product, then you are going to fail. And that's it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I'm like, I think I could be very valuable and they will not have me. And they're like, oh, we really want people that are in the entertainment field to come and talk to the kids. I'm like, but don't you see the value of what I can provide here? Like, don't you see what I can bring to the table? And yeah, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, being an actor is fucking awesome and you're going to love waking up at four o'clock in the morning and sitting on a cold sidewalk in New York City waiting for your 10 seconds to go perform. That sucks. But it's definitely something you want to do, mm-hmm. but you have to learn how to network. You have to learn how to market yourself. You have to learn how to do these things. And I can tell them. It doesn't matter what business I'm in. The 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 the, the methods are the same. Yeah. It's uh you know, it's such a shame because like I went to school for computers, computer information systems. Right. Great. And I learned a lot, which definitely helped me in my industry. There's no doubt about it. But the prop one of the problems that I realized when I was in school was school only teaches you a fucking drop in the bucket sure. of what you need to know. And the problem is, you know, all these kids, they're going to school for computer programming, networking, but not a single fucking one of them has an idea of what the real world is like. And but nobody ever does. Let's be fair. Let's be fair because it's not when 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 we went to school, when I went to school, when my parents went to school, you know, nobody knew what the real world was like. But nobody gets your taught professors that. are supposed to. Of course. And they're supposed to yes. put that on you. And and I'm not knocking and I had some really good professors. But I had some really not so good professors. And what and I, and I get that. That they're students. They're not going to know what the real world is like. But they're not, you know, if you're not driven to go out and find an internship, you're going to fail. If you're, you sure. know, or or you're starting with a leg down. And two, a lot of these kids are going into fields that they just like my little sister, love her to death. She wants to go to a school for no fucking reason. She's like, oh, I just want to get out of here. I'm like, for what? You're going to spend all this money to go party it up in another school and you don't even fucking know what you want to do. And you're going to spend all this money to go study something that you might not even like. You might as well take that money and go backpacking through Europe and figure out what it is that you want to do with your life and then go to school afterward. Dude, it's ins- like I went into computers strictly for the money. There's no doubt about it. But oh, I- and you're rolling in it, bro. 
Yeah, rolling in it. Um, <laughs> but I feel like this podcast has been very serious. It, well, we've had a lot of good. Yeah, we did. Yeah, pretty serious. Mm. But nobody explained to me how much. Not that it's gonna suck. But it's like a grind. Like, they don't tell you that that shit changes. Every, like, oh, they have Mo- Moore's Law, which is like uh, technology changes or, or doubles in speed every, tw- every uh, what is it, 12 to 24 months. Like, they don't fucking tell you that there's new security threats and this and that and everything else every other day. And sure. if you're involved in it, you need to know about that shit every week. But I think it's the same. So you're talking about security in the in the accounting field. And, you know, we're talking about laws and regulations that get put into place. And then new interpretations and new pronouncements mm-hmm. come out all the time. I mean, the last eight years, it's been just the, the compliance alone. It's incredible. Yeah. It's like I spend more time making sure that my clients are in compliance with with what the laws are. In fact, I just got an email this morning going from from the this this government agency I've never even heard of. It's like the Employment Equal Opportunity Employment mm-hmm. Commission and if you if you have over 100 employees, they need to make this report. Yep. And the, my my client emails me and he's like, "Why am I getting this?" And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell this is. Yeah. And I go look it up. It's a thing. Yeah. I've never heard of this before in my life. Dude, it's insane. And it's like, when did this happen? And it's like, oh, in 2014, they decided this, but they decided it wouldn't go into effect till 2018, and now it's 2018. And I get that. That's part, that is a part of working. And I get that. But the problem is nobody tells kids or students that this is what it's like. You know... Nobody told me when I was in, a, in going to school for computer programming that, hey, you could be in computer sales. You know, if you don't like computer programming, what you got to do is pass the class. You could go be in computer sales. Like, I didn't even know. It, I mean, I knew it existed, but I had no idea. Like, I don't know. You like you're like, oh, you know, you have you have five things to pick from. <laughs> you know, hey, this is computer information systems. You could either be in networking, security, um, porn. Yeah, porn. You know, you could do basic systems or you can do programming. You know, those are like your five things. You know, you, like the, the basics is like an overview. So, you know, you could pick. Well, motherfucker, the, the, the industry is so goddamn complex. There's not five things. There's hundreds of things. It's just the technology industry. You have social media. You have social right. media management. You have social media marketing. Like, there's all these things, which is totally fine. But school doesn't even tell you about this shit. So you're like, oh, let me go for software. You know, that's great. Well, there's different kinds of software. Well, you got to learn to write it all. Well, Why? Because I want to sell it. Right. You know, maybe I'm better at selling things. Maybe I'm better at talking. Like, and I get that, you know, stuff is going to change and this, that, the other thing. But, like, they're not even telling the, the students right, they're not even that training that shit is but, but you want to know something, though? Like, I have to say, you know, accounting-wise, yeah. that's, like, maybe a fifth of what I do. Most of the time, I'm going in and having meetings and helping my clients do run their business, right? Giving them advice on the best way to run their business. And there's a tax section and there's an accounting section on how to handle that. it. No, you have to learn it. I mean, that's just one of those things that you can't. You can teach some of it, and I think now is the time because now it's it's. But I don't know how you teach it. It's a practical but, experience. It's things you learn. Yeah, and and I'm okay with that. But you have to make the kids aware. That they don't have five things to well, pick I, from. Well, I think the the thing that they're doing a disservice to the people in colleges and, and the people in trade schools is that they're saying, once you're done here, that's it. You're like done learning. And I think that's the mistake that they're making is saying, you know, once you graduate this acting school, you're, you're ready to be an actor. And it's like they're making it sound like 
you go through your four years of school, you do your two years of masters, and then at that point, there's like a line that gets demarcated in the sand. It's like, and now you do it. And it's like, you don't understand that literally you've just got the basics and that everything that's about to happen to you for the next 20 years of your life after you get your master's when you're 24 years old until you're 44, till you're 54, till you're 64. So for the next 40 something years, you're literally going to learn everything you need to know for those 40 years. You know, I mean, there is shit that I learned back in school when I was 20 19 years old that took me until I was 35 to understand and I was doing you know I, we were doing these acting techniques and things like that I didn't get it when I was 19 I thought I got it mm-hmm. and then I did a show when I was 35 years old and all of a sudden it dawned on me what my teacher meant what my professor meant back in college and in, in when I was 19 trying to explain a technique to me mm-hmm. and when I was 19 I didn't get it until I was 35 yep. finally 35 years old I'm like oh now it makes I sense. get it. Yeah, I understand what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, "No, I totally get it. I totally get it." When I was nineteen, meanwhile, I'm like, "Just fake it till you make it." Yeah. And now I'm 35, 36 years old, going, "Oh, huh? I guess she was right. I did need to have that experience." And you know what? In another ten years, in another twenty years, I'll be understanding it on another level. Yep. And 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 I love and I love that. I love that. That's part of life. You know, you're constantly like figuring stuff out. I think that's probably the coolest thing in life because if you didn't do that, that shit would get boring real quick. But well, that's the problem is when you think you know everything, that's when you're getting, that's when you're headed for the, the and cliff. I think and I think that's and I think that's one of the major problems with college is you do get out with your piece of paper that says you know some things. Right. And you're like all fired up. You know, I, I went to a, a, a coaching thing the other day. You know, it was it was like I got invited to it. Um, not Sandler. Uh, totally different. <gasps> you're cheating on Lee. No, I'm not. No, you son no, of a bitch. Um, Lee. If you're out there, I already, I told just know this. that if you don't hear from Harrison again, I've murdered him. There you, oh, there you go. Now, hopefully you don't, that doesn't happen because now this is recorded no. and I can be held responsible for this. Yeah. I get a knock on my door tonight at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, we haven't been able to locate Harrison Barron. Uh, we think you ate him. Fair enough. Because <laughs> you're just so delicious. Uh, you're delicious. God. <laughs> uh, but like I, I went to this coaching thing and it was like. And it was it was more geared towards like sales, and I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm always I'm oh, I always want to always learn. open to learn, right? Always, always, always. And you know, if I come back with one thing, great. I hope I hope it's something good, you know, especially if I spend a lot of time doing it. So I go, you know, and I start talking, and you know, everybody they're like, oh, you know, how much sales experience do you have? You know, how much leadership training do you have? And I'm like, oh, you know, I have a lot of both. Like I've I've just done a lot of both, and like I'm the only one in the room that has like both, let alone one. Most of the people didn't even have one, and like <laughs> these people are like. 40 to like 50, some of them are like 35 to like 50, maybe even some 60 year old people in there that are like doing sales and this, that, and the other thing. And like, I'm speaking and they're like, wow, you like, you have your shit together. And I'm like, like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you know, like, I'm like, you know, you need to know your closing ratios and how much money you're going to make and how much profit you're going to like how much, the profit loss and all this and revenue and, you know, unaccounted for expenses, this, that, and the other thing. So like, I, I, and I like really didn't even try to like say much I just was like oh you know I raised my hand then it was like oh and you forgetting about this like I would try to chime in and like help the teacher because she was doing it on a very basic level Mm -hmm. and a lot of these people didn't understand the complexity of some of these things or like I'd answer a question and they're like what the fuck so I'm like all right whatever at the end of the class like wow you really know your stuff you really know your stuff shout out to Lee for teaching the shit out of me 
but it was like, I asked them. I'm like, Can we just stop saying the shit out of me? After my story, I feel I, like. I thought about that too. <laughs> I feel like we really have to put that phrase to, yeah. to bed on this one. <laughs> Every time you're saying the shit out of me, I'm getting like flashbacks like <laughs> nom. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. But I go, I go, when was the last time you guys read a business book? I like how you say it's so accusatory. Like, when have you asshole? Like, that's what you're really saying. Listen up, assholes. No, like, not even that. It was just like, it was like, when was the last time you guys, like, read read a business book? When was the last time you read any book? Like, Dr. Seuss? I don't give, no. Like, if you're in sales, read a fucking business book. You know, same thing. They finish college and they just all of a sudden don't think they need to learn anymore. Well, that's the thing. You So, I have to admit, when I left school... And people were like, oh, you should take acting classes, or you should take this class, or you should do this. I was like, no, I fucking, I know everything. I don't need to take classes. And you know what? I look back on that time, and I think I was semi-successful, but I just think back and say, wow, you know what? If I would have done those things, if I would have known now what I know about business, mm-hmm. not saying that I know everything about business, because I admit, I freely admit, and if, if you want to, listen, I'll tell you right now, and this is a plug for myself, that if you want to talk to me about business, I will freely admit to you that I do not know everything. But I know enough to know that whatever information you need, I can get for you. And if I can't help you with something, I will find someone that can help you with something. So I know enough to know that I don't know everything, but I know enough to tell you, listen, I can help you on your way and I can put the right people in place and help you put the right people in place for you to succeed. Mm -hmm. And if we need to do a a further, deeper dive, then I certainly know people that can help you do that deeper dive or I can help you myself. But the point I was making is that if I knew now what I knew then, I would have been a way more successful mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with me being a talented actor. It has nothing to do with me being able to improvise off the top of my head or sing or dance or, you know, whatever it is, do belly flops. It doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. The point is, I would understand that how you have to go about your business to make business, to mm-hmm. make sales, yeah. to get people to notice you. And yeah, there is some sort of innate thing. Like you need to have some sort of, you know, there are people I meet in networking that really suck mm-hmm. at networking they suck at talking and they're just not good at it. Yeah. And they try to get business and you're like, no, just stop. Dude, yeah. you should not be doing this. You should be doing the work. Okay, yeah, you yeah. should be the one behind the desk getting the work and you should hire someone to go out there for you because mm-hmm. you just really are not good at this. Capitalize now, there are some people that can learn mm-hmm. and there are some people that are just innately, naturally good at it, like yourself. There's part of you, Harrison, that makes you so good at Sandler and so good at sales and so good at being a leader is because that's you. Yeah. And there, you know, it's innate in you. You're not a guy who sits back on his laurels and waits for something to come to him. You create, you invent, you make things happen. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that everybody can do. I've I know tons of people that are creative like myself, that are creative like you, that are go-getters, that can do anything, literally any business, you name it, they can make it happen. Mm. But then I also know people that are really smart and really good at what they do, but they couldn't make shit happen even if they tried. And you take them away from their work and they it's like they become idiots. Yeah. So, you know, there's something about you, like when you were saying you were in that networking group, like, guys, read a book. Some people just don't, some people just don't have that it quote unquote absolutely absolutely and and i and i and i'm totally okay with that and i I mean listen everybody's good at something yeah but the crazy part is they wonder why they're unsuccessful well that's the thing and it's always an outside force whenever i hear somebody say oh the reason why i'm not good at this is because of this thing over here or that or because i didn't spend the time this or that or whatever it is you know right away it's 
that is something that they're telling themselves to say, to give an excuse as to why it's not happening. The truth is, listen, you're just not, I'm not good at certain things. There are things that I am not good at. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm great at starting things. I'm great. I'm very outside the box thinker. I'm great creatively. You want to brainstorm? You want an idea guy? I'm the guy. You want to sit around the table for hours, come up with fucking ideas on how to run a business, how to, how to, what business you want to be in, how to make something. I will give you ideas up the fucking wazoo. They may be the shittiest ideas on the planet, but at least you'll know what not to do. You know what you don't want. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I'm great at that. What I'm really bad at is, is following up and finishing the work. And that's why I need people in my office so I can just hand it off to them and be like, I started this, I got it going, you guys finish it. And that's and that's like true intelligence. When you know that you're not good at something. Just not good at it. You know, I definitely am smart enough to learn a lot of things, but it doesn't matter how smart I can get or how much I can know about a subject, there are some things I'm just not going to be good at. Like I like your the guy you were here with, what's John. his name, John? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That table, I'm going to make that table. I'm going to suck at it. I'm going to make it, though. That's cool. If you suck at it, just call John. He'll, he'll hook you up. Well, I want to try to make it first. And then good. if I fuck it up, I'll just give him a call and have him make the table. That's good. But I just, I love trying it because I just want to see how I should it. just make it. And if I can't do it, then I'll just call him and be like, yeah, I kind of screwed this up. But here are the pieces. Yeah, and, I have everything. Just yeah. I need your help. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, and I get it. Not everybody's going to have that it. But it's knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and capitalizing on it and getting you know if you suck at something no like it's fine to know that you suck at something yeah it's okay just try to like improve it you know or if it's your field that you work in you should probably be doing some reading (laughs) or something like that like that's just that's my thing i prefer to suck at things this way nobody has any expectations I, well, I was going to say, I prefer to suck at things so I have the, the room to learn. Oh. I love learning. I, li- I, like, I, love I learning. like sucking at things so that this way when I do it right, everybody's like all shocked. Like, oh, you did it. And be like, yeah, whoo, that's a forever. <laughs> um, all right, brother. I know you got to get you gotta get running here. I do? Um, yeah. it's Yeah, I don't want to keep oh you. Oh, my God. You got to go to the Pequa. Um, anyway. I'm going to go to DQ, man. I'm so jealous. Uh, yeah. I've actually never had DQ. But I'd have I've had Sonic and Sonic is on Deer Park Avenue. Dude, Sonic makes me puke. That place is nasty. Please I don't eat it. there. I love it. No, I went there once to get like do ice like cream. And it was like moldy, moldy fucking ice cream. How do you have moldy ice cream? It's nasty. I don't think it was moldy. It was. I don't know. I like it was Sonic. furry and nasty. It was like a bear on top of my ice cream cone. It was. Disgusting. Was it just really cold ice cream and it was really no, humid outside? No. But all the all the humidity froze. <laughs> Dude, to it? do not eat at that place. Oh, I love it. I, it's right down the street from my house. Do not eat there. Ugh. I've eaten there once and that Yum. was enough. Oh, um, they have those Chicago hot dogs with all the crap on them. I don't have Dude, those. Dude, I literally ate it and then why. just crapped my pants in the car. I had to get a whole new car. Josh, you said nothing more about crapping or shitting. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, it's on the mind. Anyway, how do people find you? How do they find out about you? Uh, <laughs> how I'm do sure they find at, me? As, do I want people to find me? I mean, just give your social media handles. Well, you can find me at Cleansing Concepts. Yeah. <laughs> Go check it out. Go get cleaned. <laughs> Don't get cleansed. We can do it together. We can hold hands. No. I'm okay. Thank you. I'll just text you. Just know that if you're getting a text message or an email from me that I might seriously be crapping my pants. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got problems. Def- definitely going to drive some business to you. Do I seriously sure. have problems? No. I think I do. No. So, you have some weird Instagram posts. but that's I have okay. some awesome Instagram posts. You like the one with the silence of the lambs thing? That was pretty damn yes, funny. Very strange. Yeah, it was awesome. Really? Strange? You say strange like it's bad. Just not what I'm nor not what I'm used to. What do you mean? 
It's just, it's just not what I'm looking for, man. Like, what? Tell me what you're looking for. Hot chicks and bikinis. Well, why would you be following my Instagram for hot chicks and bikinis? Because you're my friend, and that's what I do. Well, I have boobs, but I don't have. I'm not <laughs> wearing a bikini. Terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram at jkreitzman78, uh, Josh Kreitzman CPA. Uh, so come find me over there if you want to see some really funny stuff and some accounting things. Uh, follow my stories or whatever, and uh, do not send nudes. Um, of yourself, uh, but you know, other people, I guess is okay. And, uh, that's it. Uh, you can find me at, uh, kreitzmancpas.com. Josh at kreitzmancpas.com is my email, my handle. Um, is it really a handle if it's an email? Is that what they call it? No, I think it's just your email. Just my email? Yeah. Josh at kreitzmancpas.com. Do Twitter? No Twitter? I'm on Twitter, but I don't really, uh, uh, I can't do too many in social media. I'm a things. social media guy and I just don't care for Twitter. It's kind of sad. I need to be I'm more expressive than 280 characters. You know, I need more than that. I'm, you do. You do. I have a lot of heart. Of you do. <laughs> anyway, folks, love you all a long time. Until the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Harrison Barron. I love you guys. If you make it to this part of the show, you are dedicated as could be. Smash that subscribe button. Tell somebody about it. BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. That's where it's going down. You can show. You can find out about all the guests, major updating going on, stuff like that. Big changes for the show. New place. That's pretty huge, too. I don't even think I included that in the beginning. But love the hell out of you guys for the ones that make it here. Uh I'm going to give myself a shameless plug because I should. Uh, com. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best trade deal ever. Um, just because I know me and Josh. Josh and I were making fun of it. Um, but huge huge thank you to everybody who uh, hits that subscribe button and listens to this far. Uh, no other sponsors or anything like that. But I'll, get, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Till then, peace.